Okay. Well, good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome to our all-age Easter service. Uh, yes, we are a little bit late in starting, but, but with these things, you just don't know who's coming, and um, I'm sure we'll have a, a fantastic time this morning. We're going to be going through the, the Easter story, um, and I say story, but of course, to, to Christians, it's the true story of the very first Easter. So, as I say, welcome to everybody. If you are a, a visitor, you're particularly welcome. Um, please don't worry if, uh, you know, there's, there's lots of noise going on. Uh, just to let you know that uh, the, the toilets are at the back, uh, through the, the door, one on the left, one on the right. And uh, we hope you'll join us for tea or coffee after the service. As I say, we're, we're looking at the, the Easter story, and it's a story that definitely has highs and lows, ups and downs. Some parts of it are really happy, some parts are unbearably sad, but fortunately we know the ending and we know that it has the, the best ending that any story ever could have. And uh, yeah, as I say, we'll go through it all from Palm Sunday right through to, to the resurrection. But we're going to start by, by singing. Um, it's, we're going to sing along to, to a clip and the song is called Easter Jubilation. Oh. 
So yes, we, we know the Easter story that uh, Jesus came to set us free. And he knew that he was going to die, but he knew too that it was God's plan for him to die and to come back to life again. And so he set off for Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover festival there, even though he knew the city would be full of his enemies. And Jesus said to two of his disciples, Go to the next village. There you will find a donkey. Untie him and bring him to me, so that I may ride into Jerusalem. The, dis the disciples replied. Full of excitement, the two friends ran off. They found the donkey and started to untie his rope. <laughs> what they were doing <laughs> they explained that the master needs him Should, uh, donkey 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 oh it's okay right I thought they were leading him to Jesus okay it says they led him to Jesus Jesus is behind yeah all oh, right okay when asked what they were doing they explained that the master needs him they untied the donkey and led him to Jesus <laughs> Yeah, go to the back. <laughs> I thought you'd be standing. <laughs> Crowds of people were flocking to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. Everyone was happy. And when they saw Jesus, they cheered with excitement. They cut down palm branches from the trees and waved them. Some people even spread their cloaks on the road and the donkey walked over them as it carried Jesus through the city. People called Hosanna, praising God.
The priests and leaders who hated Jesus were furious. They were jealous of how much people loved Jesus. They were angry when Jesus said he was the son of God. They wanted to get rid of Jesus. So they made a plan. And a week goes by. So, towards the end of the week, the time had come for the Passover, when Jews celebrated with a special meal. Jesus found an upper room in Jerusalem, where he and his friends could share the Passover meal. Right, disciples, can you come and sit down? Helen, you're going to be one. We need one more. One more disciple, please. One more. Come on, somebody. Anybody. One of you. Come and sit up here. <laughs> right, okay. So Jesus explained that soon he was going to die. Jesus' friends didn't understand it. Why did he keep talking about dying when every day crowds of people followed and praised him? At the meal, Jesus took the bread, gave a prayer of thanks, broke it and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in memory of me. Then... He took the cup and gave thanks to God and said, Drink, this cup is God's covenant sealed with my blood. It is poured out for you. So we've got a song now. The body. 
So, feeling sad, they left the room and went to a quiet garden to pray. While they were in the garden, soldiers came and arrested Jesus and the high priest men. And the disciples all ran away. Now that they had managed to capture Jesus, his enemies had to find a reason to have him killed. They questioned him all night. Finally at dawn, the high priest asked, Are you the son of God? Yes. He claims to be God. That's against the law. He, he must die. die. So Jesus was led away to die. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they nailed him to a cross. 
At midday, the sky grew black. The sun, the sun stopped shining for three hours. Jesus called out. Jesus called out. <laughs> <laughs> I think he needs a microphone, Mark. He needs a microphone. Uh oh. Um, um. <laughs> That's what. Oh, right, right, oh, right, oh, right, oh, right. <coughs> Jesus called out, My God, my God, why have you deserted me? At three o'clock, the curtain hanging in the temple was torn in two. He bowed his head and died. An army officer saw what had happened and he praised God and said, <laughs> Jesus' body was placed in a tomb and a giant stone was rolled in front of it.
there's this bloke called Jesus, wasn't there? And he went around doing good deeds, didn't he? 33 years he lived on earth. And then he was executed. But he was a good man, wasn't he? He was very wise. He could do miracles, as we've just heard. He healed people. He could walk on water. He could even command the weather. He taught people about loving each other. And he showed people how to live their lives in peace, caring for one another and putting others first. But he lived 2,000 years ago. What possible difference could one man who lived 2,000 years ago make to our lives today? Why are we even talking about him? The world was so different back then, wasn't it? had no bearing on our life today how can any of his teaching even relate to our world today but wait a minute when jesus was being questioned by the chief priests and, and the the rulers of, of the jews the chief priest asked him a question didn't he can anyone remember what that question was? Bartholomew. That's right. He said, are you the son of God? And what was Jesus' reply? Ada. Yes, Jesus said, Yes, I am the Son of God. Now, if Jesus really was God, that would explain so much, wouldn't it? That would explain how he did all those amazing things, all of those miracles. That would explain how he healed the sick and how he calmed the storm and how he even raised the dead. What was the point of it all? Okay, so Jesus was God, right? And he'd done some amazing things, had amazing teaching, miraculous powers. But at the end of the day, he still died, didn't he? And why was that? Why would God let himself be killed? It just doesn't make sense, does it? So let me try and explain in a minute. You see, as Christians, we believe that God created the world and everything in it. And that means all of you and me, and God created everything and he created it to be perfect. He also created us because he wanted to have a relationship with us. He wanted us to love him, but not some by 
being some sort of programmed robot that didn't have a choice. He wanted us to choose to love him. And so he gave us something called free will. Now, free will is the ability to choose um, because God wanted us to choose to love him. Um, but free will comes with a bit of a, 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 an issue, doesn't it? Well, it does for me anyway. Um, because sometimes I can make bad choices and I'm sure you all feel the same. Sometimes we don't always make the choices that God wants us to make. We can choose selfish things. We can choose to be mean or even just plain lazy. And the bad choices we make as Christians, we call those sin. And the problem with sin is that sin gets in the way of us having that relationship with God that he created us to have. But you see, God is God, isn't he? And uh, God knows everything. So he knew that we were going to make mistakes. He knew that we were going to make some bad choices. So he had a plan. Because, you know, I've said it already, but you guys know, don't you, that it's not always easy choosing the right thing, is it? Sometimes we choose to do our own thing, don't we? Yeah? Yeah, we do. And we ignore the things that our mums and dads and our teachers tell us to do, don't we? Sometimes we go our own way. And you know, when you're at home or at school, if you do something that you've been told not to, what happens? Anyone? Okay, Judas. <laughs> Maya, what happens? You get told off, you get into trouble, don't you? If you're at home, you might get grounded or you might get sent to your room. You might get told you're not allowed to play on your PlayStation or something. If you're at school, you might even get a detention. Um, and do you know what? It's the same with our sins. Those things that separate us from God, they deserve to be punished. But for our sins against God, there's only one punishment that is sufficient, and that is death, which is pretty, pretty grim, isn't it? But God loves us so much that he didn't want to punish us in that way. He didn't want to have to kill us all. So his plan was different. And do you know what? There's, there's, I think, sorry, the high priest's coughing in the corner here. <laughs> um, so there's quite a lot. I think there's quite a lot of things that go wrong in the world, isn't there? We do quite a lot of things wrong. And there was only one punishment that would be sufficient to forgive all of those sins. And that would be the death of one perfect, blameless human being. 
Now, you know, don't you, that as humans, none of us are perfect, are we? So none of us would fit the bill. So God's plan was to send his son, Jesus, who was also God, God, fully God. But when he came to earth, he became fully human as well. And when he came to earth, he was the one perfect, blameless human being. Jesus never made any bad choices. He never did anything wrong. He was pure and holy. And the sacrifice of one pure and holy man was the only thing that was worthy to forgive the sins of the whole world. And that was God's plan. So that Jesus came to earth and did all his amazing teaching, did all his miracles, but the crucial thing that he was blameless and without sin so that he could be sacrificed at the right time and all the sins of the world could be forgiven. Jesus took the punishment for the world on his shoulders, the punishment that we deserved so that we could be forgiven. And that's good news, right? We've just seen it. It's good news because we can now be forgiven. We can have a relationship with God again, like God planned us to have. But God didn't want us just to have a relationship with him for the here and now, did he? He didn't want us just to have a relationship because Jesus is still dead, right? He's still in the tomb. Or is he? Because the story doesn't end there. And we'll see it in a minute. But God didn't want just to have a relationship for here and now. He wanted us to have a relationship forever with him. And the only way that he could do that was to defeat death once and for all. Jesus died so that our sins could be forgiven. So God's plan was to raise Jesus back to life again three days later so that death would be defeated. And therefore, we can have a relationship with God in heaven forever. And that is the really, 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 really good news of Easter. God raised Jesus from the dead on the third day. So even though Jesus lived on earth 2,000 years ago, he's still living today because God has raised him from the dead and he's seated at the right hand of God in heaven. And he's still alive today and he's with us in the good times and the bad times, the ups and downs of life, because he knows what it's like to struggle. He knows what it's like to feel pain, to feel upset, to feel disheartened, because he's been there and he's done it. And he's with us in all of those difficult times. And it's because of what he did for us that we can have that relationship with him and the Father forever and ever. All we have to do is believe 
and trust in him. And that is why we're still talking about Jesus today. So let's see the last part of the story. What am I doing? Early on Sunday morning, some women went to the tomb. With a shock, they realized the stone had been rolled away and the tomb was empty. Mary stood by the grave crying. Where is he? She did not see a man standing close by. What's the matter? Why are you crying? The man asked her. Mary. Said the man. Go. Suddenly Mary recognized him. It was Jesus. Go tell all my friends that I'm alive. Mary ran at once to Jesus' friends. She couldn't wait to tell them the good news. The wonderful news in all the world, Jesus is alive.
Indeed, oh, what happy day. We've been through the story of what happened at the first Easter. As we sang at the beginning, um, we've had laughter, we've had fun. But I, I do hope that you, you don't feel we've been irreverent this morning because that certainly wasn't our intention. We wanted to, to include everybody, um, have as, as many children involved as, as we could. But of course, this is it's serious business because as I said at the beginning, this is what we as Christians believe to be what happened at Easter. And yes, we can rejoice over it, but the fact remains that, that Jesus died, um, as Mark's already gone through, died for each one of us. And yeah, what a happy day that he, he rose again. And I, I, I just hope and pray that when you think back on this service, as I hope you will, um, you won't just remember the light-hearted moments, the, the things that, that went wrong. You'll think about the message, what it was we're, we're trying to, to get across, um, that Jesus died for each one of us. And if that's not something that uh, you've accepted for yourself, then, then I hope that you, you'll find somebody to, to speak to um, about that, because he died for you, he died for me. And uh, yeah, I, I hope you've enjoyed this morning, had fun and laughter, but that you'll remember the, the serious message that, that we're getting across in the midst of all that fun and laughter. Because by dying and coming to life again, Jesus made a way for all of us, men, women, boys, girls, to be forgiven um, from their sins and to be friends uh, with God. And that's something that we, we pray that that every one of us here will, will know that, that real friendship with God. As it were, we're going to pray, uh, close with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can have fun and laugh, but we thank you for what we believe to be the truth of, of this story, that you gave your son that he might die, uh, that we might be forgiven. But we thank you, Lord, that that wasn't the end. We thank you that he rose again that he lives in heaven, but lives on in each one of us, Lord. And so we thank you for that. And I pray that each one of us will know for ourselves the reality of that relationship that we can have with, with Jesus and with God the Father, and that forgiveness of sins, and that promise of eternal life that we can have because of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Amen.